This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again to our weekly episode of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty, and joining me again in studio tonight is Paula Dowling. Evening, Paula. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am very well now. Thank you very much. This evening, we have a very busy schedule on. We are going to be talking about the failure that was on over the weekend, and there was lots and lots of games played. Uh, we're just back from the Division 1 final, and what a cracker of a game that was. Obviously, our under-16Bs were out against Westmeath at the weekend as well. Uh, actually, today, so we will be reviewing that we have the minor A Leinster finals coming up on Sunday we'll be previewing them we also have news of the Come On Kind Jersey Night the medal presentation that took part last Saturday evening for our seniors but first off I am delighted to be joined on the phone this evening by the Leinster chairperson of the Leinster Council Linda Kenny Linda you're very welcome into Come On Kind Thanks very much, Martin, and thanks very much for having me. Not at all. It's great. We had Hilda on with us last Monday evening. You might have been able to hear her uh, during the week, so it's great to have yourself on um, and be able to get your insight into what's going to happen over the weekend. So obviously there's a a busy schedule of games and the minor A Cup and Shield finals are going to be played in Palmerstown in Dixborough GAA on Sunday. So you must be looking forward to them. Yes, absolutely, Martin. Um, it's actually very hectic at Leinster level at the moment with under-16 semi-finals today. We have minor semi-finals on, on Saturday and we're into minor finals the coming weekend and we're delighted to be hosted in Kilkenny on Sunday for our A-finals in Dixborough with in- the A-final at 3pm between Dublin and Kilkenny A and the Shield final with Wexford and Offaly at 1pm in Dixborough. Yeah, four great teams at minor level coming to Dixborough GAA at the weekend. I see some of the Wexford press are giving out that Wexford and uh, it's Offaly. Am I right? Did you say Wexford and Offaly is on the weekend in the Shield? Yeah. Um, that the two of them had to play at a Kilkenny venue, which I don't know, I think it's stupid because obviously the venues are sent out beforehand. Um, but in fairness to the Leinster Council, you're trying to spread around all the finals to the different counties to give everyone, I suppose, a chance to host a, a major final and it just happens that Kilkenny is hosting the A finals the weekend. Would that be fair? That's true, Martin, and we're very conscious of that and we make an effort to spread them around the province. We've had uh, our last, in 2019, our last finals at under-16 levels were actually in Wexford. We had a senior senior club final in Wexford Park in December. So to be fair, we have had good, uh, given a good spread to the to the Wexford. We've had finals in Kildare. We've had finals in Kilkenny. We've had finals in Banhar and Offaly over the years when you were involved yourself, Martin. So you understand. And, you know, we felt that um, we were going to Kilkenny for minor A finals. We have another county for under-16 finals trying to finalise that this evening. We've been in Abbottstown in Dublin for our Leinster League finals. So we're trying to spread Leinster across the province at this stage. 
even though I suppose we can be classed as a small kind of a province, there's only, I think, 12 counties in total in Leinster. There's only 11 of them that partakes in competitions, um, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't think Longford takes part in the Camogie. Um, so it kind of narrows it down a small bit. But the schedule itself, Linda, is hectic. And I suppose the split season as well doesn't really help matters when you're trying to squash so much into a small time frame. Um, we can hear everybody giving out about the fixture schedule. But in fairness to yourselves, you've done a great job with it so far um, all the games are coming f- taking fast with everyone the senior games are going to be taking part then as well and starting on the 30th of April and you had a huge announcement going back I think about two weeks ago now it was that the Leinster senior final is going to be played in Omore Park in Port Leash on the 14th of May if I stand corrected on that one and it will be a double header with the Galway and Leash hurling championship game as well so uh, a bit like Munster great to be able to get the the major venues for the finals like that um, and it's probably the start of maybe more of them kind of games to come along Yeah certainly Martin um, look and I was actually thrilled that I worked out I think there's a lot more scope for more within Leinster GA um, they are very very accommodating provincial council just unfortunately with the split season and with the national fixtures our fixtures didn't work out as good as probably what the LGFA or what the Munster Camogie uh, are fitting in with the Munster GA fixtures. So, look, that was unfortunately with our fixtures, that was the only weekend, the 14th was the only weekend that there was matches on where we had games on the same day. And thankfully, it, we have got our senior final with um, a provincial uh, GA match in O'More Park, as you said, the Galway Leash match. Look, there was other matches where we had hoped maybe we would have got win to Dublin in Parnell Park, but there's so much uh, involved in getting logistics around double headers, as you can appreciate TV rights, yep. with Sky, dressing rooms, etc. And Port Leash just fitted on for this one. Port Leash was the venue that was chosen, and we have agreed to that with Leinster GA. But I do believe going forward. If we could get our fixtures maybe a little bit later into May, we would have scope to have many, many more double headers with Leinster GA matches with the All Ireland series starting that bit earlier than normal with the split season. It is refining the provinces to some degree with the scope for more double headers. Really, the Leinster Hurling Championship is only really starting in now and we're nearly at the end. I know we haven't started, but we're going to run off in three weeks. But I would hope next year that we could be a little bit more clever with our fixtures and hopefully we'd have a little bit more scope and maybe where we got six weeks this year to run our provincial championships from under 16, minor and adult, that maybe we could get a few more weeks next week, next year and we would have more more uh, double headers. That's also going to be a very special day for Leinster Camogie in that we will have the graduation from our Leinster Coaching Academy in Port Leash. The Leinster Coaching Academy has been operational for the last uh, last three months. We have 16 people, eight of which are females, participating in this academy. And um, they're going to graduate. And on that day, that's the final day of the academy. And there has been huge work has been put into that by an investment by Leinster Camogie and by Sabrina, the growth and participation officer for the Camogie Association. And I think we do have a coach from Kilkenny involved. Uh, and actually from our 11 counties, we have had a coach involved in the academy. So 
14th May is going to be a milestone day for Leinster Camogie. I suppose, Lindy, you might just dwell on uh, the, the Leinster Academy just a short little bit because a lot of our listeners mightn't exactly understand what that entails. So what exactly is the, the Leinster Coaching Academy um, and what is the uh, the overall uh, scope of the academy going out to the counties? Is it just solely for coaching, we'll say, within schools or uh, counties themselves or what way does it work? Right, well, the, the criteria for it was, Martin, that you had to be a coach with a minimum of a level, a level, a foundation course and preferably a level one. And the, the kind of the idea was behind it was to promote more female coaches at inter-county level at, from under 14 development squads through to under 16 minor and ultimately into the adult grades. Uh, and there was 50% of the academy, the acceptance rate had to be eight, eight, uh, eight females. Now, I think we've actually ended up with 10 females, but that was one of the criteria that was 50 50 um, females. We've had um, a, re- a widespread range of coach and coachability from those who have refer- or coached at intercounty level to those involved with club teams that were involved in the Leinster Club Championship to um, some from the Tier 3 counties, Loud and Wicklow, who are just training their adult club teams at the moment. So the scope of it really was to broaden broaden the knowledge for coaches to hopefully bring them in to inter-county in the, in, in the near future and maybe move them on to the Level 2 coaching course. Is this something that's been planned, Linda, for a yearly event now or is it uh, just a, a kind of a, a once-off maybe every three to four years uh, or what's the scope for the, the academy going forward? No, it's, we would hope for it to be a yearly, um, a yearly academy. Uh, certainly in my term anyway, I've, I've, I've into my second term, but certainly the plan would be that it would continue. Uh, into the into the future, um, we had over seventy applications, and it was brought down to sixteen. So there definitely was interest in there, and I think from the feedback we've received from the people that are participating in it, they are hugely impressed by the standard of people that have been involved as tutors and facilitators. So um, I would see it grow certainly from from where it has started. Uh, we've had a very very good start to it. Um, we had people like Bonner Marr from Tipperary was involved the first day, Geraldine Curtis from Wexford, Martin Fogarty, Laura from um, who was involved with the nutrition with the Dublin Camogie team. And we have uh, others, uh, the girl, two girls there from Kilkenny that are now in Dublin, the born girls that were doing analysis. So which was touching on all aspects of kind of being involved at inter-county level from nutrition to statistics, performance analysis, forward, forward coaching, defending coaching, goalkeeping, and a mix of everything. And uh, yes, yeah, certainly, Martin, it's, the plan would be for it to continue into the future. Leinster have invested uh, financially to the tune of 10,000 into that academy for 2022. And I would have to say that the people that have given their time, there is a lot of commitment involved in being in the coaching academy there has been two full days one full online day and now there have coach educators tutors visiting their clubs looking at them doing coaching giving them some advice some tips and that's all going on through the month of april yeah, it's a fair investment in fairness and hopefully it's something that could be kept going uh, all through the the years 
down the line that's coming because it's something that we've seen even with counties that the more coaching is given to the counties um, that they can progress their skill levels up higher and coaching the girls to better standards as well can only develop the girls better uh, and to help out counties as well which is definitely something uh, that we would be advocating for and thank yourselves for doing that as well and wish you the very best of luck with it going forward because it's a great initiative and hopefully that we can and that more people yeah. would get on board and but like you said if there's Absolutely. 70 applications this year um, who's to say that you mightn't have maybe 100 or 120 applications for next year if it was to go forward Absolutely what we'll be that's what we'll be hopeful for that we would have 100 next year and maybe that we would be if, if at all possible if the finances was there we maybe could run it twice uh, because certainly there seemed to be a huge interest in it. I spoke to Martin Fogarty there recently about it. He was involved on the first day and he said it was something that ticked all the boxes for him. Now, Martin Fogarty is someone that I would respect and a lot of people across the country would respect. He said there was a bit of everything in it and he said it probably ticked more so the boxes than your standard. While I, also, I 100% accept that everyone needs to be completing their foundation, their level one coaching course. This was just something different, very attractive, and there was something in it for, you know, that those courses don't actually tip off or, you know, that are not covered on those courses. So yep. um, the feedback has been very, very positive. So I would see no reason why. It won't. It, it shouldn't continue into the future. Yeah, so it's there for coaches, I suppose, of any age group to upskill and to uh, to get themselves better and prepare themselves better to be able to go out and uh, prepare their teams a lot better. Then, um, which hopefully that they will yeah. be able to put that practice and that theory into practice as well. Um, obviously, just as you were mentioning the uh, the scope of the the games for next year, is there plans in place with yourselves and the Leinster GAA for uh, a calendar of events for next year already? Um, um, or are we allowed to ask that question yet? No, certainly there is, Martin. Um, as I said earlier, just our fixtures didn't just come off the way we probably needed them to come off to got more, but there certainly is more scope from Leinster GA to have much more double headers, etc. With and potentially, you know, without saying too much, potentially maybe something with the club championship as well later in the season if we are all out at the same time which at the moment looks like that we possibly will be. Uh, yeah, well all these things are always in the early stages and we won't say anything too much because it's not obviously concrete yeah. yet but um, certainly it would be a And way also our plan is our plan is the Leinster GA and Leinster Camogie would run the provincial puck fodder again I'm hoping I'm hoping in a venue not too far away from Carlo or Kilkenny uh, a new venue uh, sometime at the end of June as well so we are collaborating with Leinster GA on that as well. Yeah, I know when it used to be run in Holt, it was a great day that everyone was there with the, the camogie and the hurlers and everyone really enjoyed going up on the hill. But yeah, it's great to spread it around and always find new venues. And the tougher the hill, uh, Hilda, or Hilda says I, uh, Linda, the better I have Hilda on the brain now from last week. And we had her obviously at the middle presentation as well. So sorry, Linda, the, the, the names are getting muddled up here on me. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's certainly going to be a, a great weekend of uh, camogie, we think, with the, the minor finals, obviously the under 16 finals coming up as well I think on the 1st of May if I'm not mistaken so that's going yeah. to be a big um, day the 1st of May the 1st of May is our under 16 finals look we've we've got through it um, very very well um, and I have to say the counties have been very supportive um, we've had no hitches along the way and just to say that counties when we go looking for them uh, 
the like we went to Kilkenny looking to see was there a venue in Kilkenny Kilkenny came available with a venue the same is open to all the other counties within the province and the under 16 finals we hope to have five finals in the one venue now that this is going to be a big ask but we have a fixtures meeting tonight but we do hope to have the five finals the A Cup and Shield the B Cup and Shield and the C final in the one venue on the 1st of May That's going to be a huge undertaking it is, it is, Martin. Um, but we're hopeful. We're hopeful of having a venue that will take that um, on the day. Okay, and reading by between the lines, that's obviously in motion at the minute. But obviously, you can't say nothing yet because it's not confirmed. No, I can't but say yeah, hopefully we'll have we have we do have um, we have a meeting with a with a county this evening, and hopefully that will come off. I know Kilkenny are in the A Cup final against Dublin, and the B team is against Wexford and Carlow have advance to the B final against Leash on that weekend also. Well, you've answered a question that we were looking for to try and find um, results earlier on. Just uh, one small little thing, Linda, from a PR um, point of view as well. Just the, the Leinster website uh, at the minute, there's no fixtures or uh, results that's able to be seen at the minute like it used to be the case. Is it on the agenda or going forward that maybe something is going to be there, that the results, the fixtures and that are put up for people that they can see what's going on or for the likes of ourselves when we're trying to do the podcast or get results in quickly um, that there's a go-to place that you're able to go and see results almost instantaneously Yeah we're working on the website currently um, restructuring the website we have two people working on it um, and it should be operational definitely by the club championship but maybe by the adult championships uh, but unfortunately and regrettably and I apologise to all that it hasn't been working for the um, underage competitions but hopefully by the Definitely by the club championships, we hope to have it back in operation. But if not, we may have it operational for the adult championships. I know that that's brilliant to hear because uh, not having to go at anyone now either because I know how hard it is even to try and keep a website and fixtures and the whole lot updated on it and it's a huge undertaking. So um, hopefully whoever is able to do that's the, the best of luck to them. Um, Linda, we're certainly going to be looking forward to welcoming you to uh, Kilkenny on Sunday. And, uh, thanks very much to Kilkenny Camogie. They have been very supportive and indeed... I know this will be heard in Carlow as well. You know, anytime we go looking for venues, and in particular in Kilkenny and Nolan Park, you know, and we we, we look. I'm really looking forward to the minor finals in Dixborough, and thanks to Dixborough as well for accommodating that. Well, it's a lovely venue out there. We've had many a final out there, um, including the uh, the Leinster Club semi-final between Dixborough and St. Jude's, which was a fantastic occasion out there um, earlier on in the year as well. So we're certainly going to look forward to it and welcoming the other counties, along with yourselves and the rest of the officers as well. So until we meet, Linda, we might even get a, a chance to do an interview after the finals, depending whether we win or lose. You might be happy or unhappy or whatever way it goes, but we'll, uh, we'll certainly be talking to you again this one be the last time that we'll be talking uh, over the course of the year Okay and thanks for having me Martin Not at all Linda it has been a pleasure and uh, we're certainly Thank going you. to be looking forward like Linda to the minor finals at the weekend of course that was Linda Kenny the chair of Leinster Council and a proud Carlo woman at that as well 
Paula, we might as well bring you in on that. It has been a busy week of fail. We'll get to the minor finals as well um, later on because I know you're going to be involved with both of them, with the Bs and the As. The Bs are going to be out on Saturday uh, against Leash with a venue and a time to be confirmed at the minute. That's still up in the air, but we know that the minor A final against Dublin is definitely going ahead on Sunday at three o'clock. So how has preparations been going over this week? Um, I suppose it has been difficult. I suppose the A's, their first match was last at the weekend. <laughs> no, sorry. Push the button and I'll get you on. It's all right. You just don't want me to talk. I talk too much. I'm a horse as it is. I suppose it, 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 not that preparation has been difficult, but after losing an All-Ireland semi-final and then coming back into the match system again, I suppose it just takes girls a while to bed back in and to get back into the whole feel of it again. Their training had been going good. Um, and I, I, I was in meet with the three of us were in Meath and, and three were in, in Offaly because both games were on at the same time. So Speaking uh, about Meath, you had an unbelievable victory above a Meath uh, on Saturday evening. Um, we did all right. Um, did all right we now, did all right. On. Like I mean, we did well, but still, there's always there's lots of things that could have been improved upon. Like there's no point in saying otherwise. Um, the work rate was good. Um, I suppose for the first few minutes after travelling up to Meath, the girls were a bit flat on their feet for the first few minutes but then once they settled into it they went well It seemed like it was a scorching day up there because i seen a couple of the photographs that was taken as well um, on Saturday and it was like being in Spain or somewhere but uh, it, There was a breeze in it very strong breeze in it and it was going across from one say corner flag diagonally to the far corner flag so there was a cross breeze in it so that didn't help matters but um, yeah I think we all got scalded up there with the, the, the sun was shining and uh, with the breeze as well but like I mean we came out on the right side and that all that matters I suppose the harder thing looking forward is that they're going to be facing a leash team that is very strong um, we're very unfortunate in their own championship and I'm sure they've got a, a, a point to prove there as well so look we'll see how it goes um, training tomorrow night and on Thursday night and uh, fingers crossed but they're a great bunch of girls mixture of youth and maturity there um, some of the girls have an, a lot of the girls have another year again next year and then um, there's a couple of older girls there that steady the ship um, but it just they they played well and they played as a very good unit they worked well together so like on that level but of course there's plenty of things we can still work on You're always nearly a perfectionist anyway there's always things to work on but there must be some buzz in the camp to have both teams involved in Leinster finals and Leinster cup finals um, over the weekend and you're not going to be splitting yourself either um, between Sunday and Saturday like the, at least they're splitting their, their look, two different venues this look, time Mike had said it does like did any of us mind we didn't mind none of us minded where we went because we've been training as a unit as in all those girls have been trained together all year it didn't make any difference one way or the other who went where so we were all delighted so myself Damien Dunhue and Claude Hoolan went to meet and then uh, Mike Wall Shade Melniff and Mary Murphy went to Offaly so we didn't mind who went where because we're all invested in all the girls and, and they all know that um, but the reaction was brilliant like from the girls up meet they were on a high I mean they were buzzing and I had to take a picture of them underneath the scoreboard and had to be sent over to the group below in, <laughs> in Offaly you know and, and it was just it, it, there was a great atmosphere even coming in the dressing room afterwards and even beforehand. There was a nice vibe and feel to it. And I think when you have girls that are in, you could feel that when they were up there, they weren't just going up to fulfil a fixture. Yeah. Their heads were in the game. 
So that was good on that level. And then, of well, course. Well, with you there, there was always going to be heads in the game because you wouldn't leave <laughs> well, them. Well, now I have to them. say, I, was, I, I got there, but I had been a fail of matches that morning. So it was a case of going from the fail straight up to, to meet. So I, I wasn't able to. And go then back those. to Kilkenny as well for the presentation. Yeah, we, we won't go there, Martin. We won't go there. So I know, was, well, a bit of a rush. A bit of a rush, but we did it. But um, I suppose on the other side, the girls were, I suppose, were a bit more apprehensive about the the Offaly game because they were the be all Ireland champions yep. and you can't take anything for granted no, no. so I do think um, that there was a little bit of you know you would be wary and they're down to make a marker they're like an Ireland champions they were going to go out hard and you can't take anything for granted so I think um, having spoken to Mike he said it did take him a little while to bed in but then once they you know, settled into it. And again, as I said, psychologically, they had to get their heads in the game as well because this is their first match since they had played in the All-Ireland semi-final, whereas the B group had had previously had already had a match yes. against Westmeath. So that stood to them. So hopefully that dusted off the cobwebs at the weekend and um, we'll take nothing for granted at the weekend against Dublin or against Leash. No, and you've already said it about the, the Leash team that he actually met him as well uh, on the way home. I did. I met yeah. him in Junction 14 because when I was coming down and they were all in great form. They were buzzing. Um, I was talking to the, the, one of the mentors there and uh, they were delighted and looking forward to playing Kilkenny. So it'll be interesting now to see how that pans out. But again, as I said, interesting thing that was pointed out to me, we were just talking after the match, um, the last time that Kilkenny won the Leinster Championship, actually Damien Dunne, who was involved with them then. So I don't know, hopefully that's a good omen. I told him if it's not, I said I'd kill him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, and because and, uh, he would be involved with Dave Kent time so it'd be great for those girls who are on their last year and even the girls for next year to come home with silverware because that sets them up for next year yeah. you're getting a little taste of winning and you know yourself once you win once you want to win again and of course again, you again. Do, yeah it's and it's I like think, a drug you, you yeah know? exactly it, it, it's just I just I would love for these bunch of girls if we could pull off the double it'd be just fabulous so talk to us about Dublin for the A team at the weekend we know Dublin teams are always hard they had a hard in their uh, semi-final against Wexford I think it went to extra time mm. as well they couldn't be separated and Dublin came away with a one point win low scoring game though it was one seven to nine points I think it uh, finished up well if you remember two years ago we would have played this Dublin team before the under 16 on Ireland championship was called off um, below in Thomastown now it took us a long time to sort of get a handle on things there so there would be a lot of similar girls that would be involved in that group they're going to be physical. They're going to be fast. You like it's a Dublin team. You know what you, what's going to be ahead of you. So you can't take anything for granted. Um, regardless of of how the championship went from them, they've got a point to prove as well. So it could be. Um, I think it's it's going to be a very physical and tough game. Um, I do think the headspaces are going to be right. Whoever wants to win it the most will win it. That's been honest about at this stage. So um, it'll be interesting. And it's nice to have it at home as well for the oh, look, in Dixborough, it brilliant? home of the captain, Amy Clifford as well yeah. in her home venue. It's, it's so. brilliant because like, I mean, even just uh, what I would say to everybody who can, if they want to come and see Camogie Future Stars, that's the place to get to. They need to get to Dixborough on Sunday and, and, and see there's two matches on, so they're going to there get value, value for money, double header. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see how it all pans out, but hopefully we come out on the right side of it. Well, fingers crossed we won't know, but we will be talking about it next Monday, hopefully with two victories. And I'll probably be horse again. <laughs> At the rate things are going, but like it would just be imagine coming, imagine the 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 boost it would give to all those girls, and some of them were heading into exams and things like you know, and to finish off the season with a win. 
But I do still think the one thing I would say, I do think the Leinster champion has been slightly undervalued by playing it at this time. As mm. in, if you had that Leinster championship and you're using it as with the under 16s prior to their All Ireland season, the difference it would make it would be like. It, w- it would elevate the actual competition because we've seen that this is like if you're winning this it'll give you an idea and a, you know where you're going when it comes to the All-Ireland series. Well if the age group rule had to pass a Congress there was a possibility that might have come down the line with it because obviously the way things are going now they're not going to have a Leinster Championship at minor level going in competition almost with the senior intermediate mm. games because one you're not going to have officials to do it and two some of the other counties are going to be using minor players uh, to play on their adult team and they're not going to be playing minor and adults in the whole lot which is wrong but I do agree with you but this debate has been going on with years and years um, and I don't know how it can be solved I, I don't know either but maybe I suppose for the Leinster competition alone a uh, standalone the fact that they're incorporated with the GA games that's going to be like I mean that match um, in Portlaoise is going to be fabulous Senior Leinster final yeah, yeah that will be just fabulous that is brilliant that's what we need to be doing to raise the profile and like I mean imagine the crowd that will be there at that match and the atmosphere like I mean that's 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 what you like it's great to go out and put on the county jersey but imagine how much more it's going to bring to it by it is and even there. looking at the crowd in Parky Creef yesterday in front of Cork and Limerick before it started the intermediate Munster final was being played between Cork and Kerry, Kerry. like I mean there was probably the guts of maybe I don't know, fifteen to 20,000 in there before they finished that game. Like, there's none of them two teams has ever played. Well, Kerry, I doubt it very much so, has played in front of a crowd um, of that much. What an experience that must have been. And I mean, that's, that's what it's all know, about. Like, you I want mean, that. Yeah, if you're out for the day, if you're going to a match, you'll go, if there's a double header, you will go that bit early because you know you can go and watch that. And that's brilliant. And that's highlighting. That's what we need to do. Camogie needs to be more seen more it needs to be spoken about because as you know yourself Martin it's a fantastic sport and the women are just as good and some of them are even more skillful than the men just look at the fail of final that we've come out from from Thomastown this evening like oh my god and we're going to be talking about that later like what an example that those girls put in today um, out there like and I'm fed up saying it that to go and watch a camogie match is nearly as good now as going and watching a hurling game like there was a couple of the hurling games on over the weekend and okay they might have been good there was good scores in it but the excitement really wasn't there with a lot of it I mean we were in Thomastown earlier on I mean there was probably the guts of maybe 50 to 60 people in it and you'd swear to God there was 10,000 in it like the way that the roars and everyone was going on and poor Liz Dempsey was in the middle of it getting it from all angles and even the the bit with the, the girls taking the freeze you could hear the jackass sitting in the stand now oh time ref time ref because of what went on below in Wexford <laughs> Park like at the weekend it's it's crazy but Camogie is now marketable it oh, is definitely. brilliant it's a sport that people can go and watch and enjoy it not like it was going back maybe 10 to 12 years ago uh, but exactly and like I mean the thing is like I mean the, the effort that the girls put in uh, and I'm not under, I'm not undervaluing the male counterparts or anything but the girls put in as much effort if not more um when they go to their training sessions like the dedicated level dedication level of those girls is unbelievable and I've seen that and I'm just even talking on a club level like I mean they're just fabulous we're so just looking because myself and Lil is just after getting a message in here. So uh, Linda has just been back in contact with me. The reason we didn't give out the information on the uh, interview is because she had to make sure that everything was uh, getting confirmed. But we can confirm that the minor B final will be played in Nolan Park on Saturday at a quarter past two throw-in. 
before before the Kilkenny, Kilkenny and Leash oh senior my hurling God. championship game. That's really no. That's brilliant news. That's going to give um, that bunch of Kilkenny girls because would you believe we were talking on Saturday? I was talking with one of the captains and we were just having a chat afterwards, and she was saying like last year we were looking if she was on the panel and we got to train in Nolan Park and she says that was yep. the first time she'd ever played in Nolan Park. I said what? I said I played my primary school final in Nolan Park. I still remember it. And she says, how many times have you played there? I said, I suppose about, in between club and county, I says about 40 times, I'd say. Yeah, but there's some girls haven't Never. actually had that experience. Never. And she says, like, it's lovely, isn't it? And I said, yeah. I said, and I said, just, I said, the sound, and I said, the stand around you. I said, it just, even th- talking about it, you nearly get the shivers down your spine because you can hear the the crowd and everything seems to be magnified. And, and I would have felt the same the day when we were, last year, when we were down below in um, in Limerick playing in, in the Gaelic grounds. grounds yeah. yeah. Or what's it called now? I better be PC correct. It's, it's still the Gaelic grounds. Don't, it, yeah, don't ask me what the name is in front <laughs> of So we were playing in UMPC Nolan Park. At the weekend, that is brilliant. MC Nolan Park is indeed going to be the venue. I mean, there's going to be they're expecting, I think, between ten and fifteen thousand for Kenny and Leash. I think you'd be surprised; you could get more at it. Well, I mean, now that we have Kilkenny and Leash in the Camogie final, we now have Kilkenny and Leash in the Hurling Championship. That's But that's brilliant. That's the way it probably should be, like, moving forward. Like, but I mean, isn't it smart? It's Like, smart. you have two teams that is playing in the exact same to play in the same venue instead of having two teams playing somewhere else and the Hurling counterparts are playing in Nolan Park where you could have brothers and sisters as playing on either one. Well, you're going to have club, clubmates playing on, 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 like, I mean, from the same clubs and we all like to support each other. Um and but like, even if there's two or three thousand in there by the time that the match finishes up on Saturday, like that's the most any of them girls, especially the girls, you know, okay, the, the A team has been played in the the final, they've had experience of being played in the Gaelic grounds, but a lot of them players hasn't actually played in a stadium with a crowd in it. Ah, look, it's going to be unbelievable. Atmosphere it's going will be to great. be, it's going to bring it to a new level and for those girls some of those girls weren't actually listed on our panel for the A panel so like I mean they have been at all of those trainings they have put in the same effort the same hard slog and this is like their reward We've only one issue though with it. What? We'll have to get you a megaphone because you won't be able to shout as loud. Oh, don't worry. I, I, don't worry. I'll be heard. I will be heard. I'll be heard. I'd say you don't realise that mag- stands can actually magnify the sound <laughs> of your voice so there's no problem there. But like, I mean, I'm just thinking this is just fabulous for the girls and it's like, um, like what, what else could you ask for? Playing in a Leinster final in your own, like the, the second best pitch in Ireland? Yeah. After Crow Park? Had been for three years in a row, two, three years in mm. a row. Fair play to Johnny Coogan and oh, Kevin McGarry. I and like, all I mean, the it's fabulous. There. John always has it in immaculate condition. So, like, I mean, these girls, hopefully, and you know what? The one thing is, hopefully, they'll do us justice on the day, and that's the most important thing. Of course, they will. You'll be on the sideline. You won't <laughs> let them do it any other way because I know, I, I've I know, seen you in action. I know, and I know, like, I know all the other mentors are going to be feeling the same way when they hear this news. They're going to be overjoyed, and the girls, I'd say, won't be able to hold their. Like well, I know you'll be texting on that phone now shortly, but kudos <laughs> to Linda Kenny, the Leinster Camogie Council, and to Leinster GAA, and Kenny GAA, and to Leash GAA, and to Leash Camogie, and the whole lot for well, getting play, this. Well, fair yeah. play to Leash. And, yeah. like, I mean, they could have, if they wanted to, said, no, we don't want to go and play in Kilkenny, but they did. And they are actually, obviously thinking the same as us is that the high profile of Camogie is the real important thing and it's about the girls and giving them that experience exactly and Um, that's what you want that's exactly what you want and if you could do that more often imagine 
imagine the coverage that Camogie would get and I suppose people might actually say Jesus you know if, if those matches you know they know that there's a night on and there's a match on somewhere God I'll go see them because they're going to see value for money and good yeah. entertainment yeah exactly well we're all going to be looking forward then to going into UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday and then we have Dixborough GAA grounds on Absolutely. Sunday what a weekend of camogie that we are going to have at minor level to finish off the grade for the year talking about finishing off the Fela finals was played today after a hectic uh, schedule over the weekend I know you were involved with uh, your own club out in St. Lactons as well so yeah we were in uh, James Stevens, very well run off in James Stevens on out in the Kells Road on Saturday morning uh, a great standard of camogie um and I suppose it's just, I love the Fela. There's just something about it. We've missed it. Oh, big time. And like, I mean, if you were to ask me about all of the matches and county finals that I played, the one that I will always remember is our Fela final. Because lucky enough... Can I ask you why? Because it's the first time you represent your club at a county level. As in you really are, you're, it's like a club all Ireland. Because we got through twice. So we would have got through, say, when I was 13 and then when I was 14. The first year we got beaten in the semi-final by Killa Cork. Uh, and they went on to play against Park Pierce's in the final. And Park Pierce's won it. Who would have had Tracy Laheen, Sharon Glynn, all of that year were playing on it. And they were favourites for the next year. So we managed to get to the final up against Park Pierce's and we bet them. They obviously didn't reckon that you were going to come anywhere near. But. We just, no, I just, I remember, I can still see the game. I can remember, the, it's, and like I played in plenty of county finals and things like that. And if you were to ask But me, is it the whole weekend, say, of going away to a different county and maybe staying a with a family thing. or something? That was and, a big thing. But I suppose for us, the gas thing is, I think we're slightly ahead of our time because um, I remember Brian Waldron, who was a teacher in Kilkenny, the, the Waldron Cup that's done in the hurling would have been his father. And Brian was teaching out in Freshford. And I still remember the day of the Fela, you have to do your parade. So you're yes. away for the weekend. You used to go up on the Thursday. You'd play rounds on Friday. Then you'd have another round on Saturday morning, semi-final mm-hmm. on Saturday evening. And then the final was on Sunday. So I remember we were, ver- he was very ahead of the posse. You had to do a parade that on Sunday morning. Now it could have been lashing rain. It could have been pumping sun so what he did is we had a, uh, quite a, we had a bigger bigger panel than you were allowed to bring than the 20 or whatever it was so any of the starting players didn't do the parade Okay. we got to go and we had to go sit and put our legs up and then um, like uh, straight after the parade we went for soup and sandwiches so that we'd have something in our stomach before we like we weren't on till later on the afternoon which wouldn't have been done in those days like no. 14 year olds like we felt like it was like I f- you felt like you were like you know in those Royalty days Eddie, or, Eddie O'Connor <laughs> and all the rest and all the different or, you know the Downies like this is what the county teams do and we went on and um, I can still remember um the president of the G was John Dowling at that stage from up Lee Shoffley who was actually in his own county at that stage we only got to go to Lee Shoffley as well like nothing against Lee Shoffley like, but I was hoping we'd get a trip to Galway or maybe you know you know head off up north or something like that but that's as far as we got it would be only like a couple of miles up the road but I remember the weekends like it was the most special occasion because that was a club all Ireland I saw it in my head at under 14 and we won it in Ryan in Division 1 and we bet Galway and I think that was the first time that Kenny ever won the Fela mm, Yeah so We were just talking about that today actually that is a long time since uh, the Division 1 Cup has come back to Kilkenny like, I 1989 think la- that was 
whoops, it's all my age now. Yeah, and I think the last pers- or club to win it actually was Dixborough. Would you be able to say, yeah? If I'm not mistaken, going back a, a few years ago now, um, they would have been there. But yeah, the, the failure is special. We certainly have missed it. Um, and I think it's great because I do think the under, bringing it up to the under 15 has stood to it in that in yeah. the age group I think it, it seems to be and what you see is is that girls that they get to go out and they, they, they can just enjoy it do you know and it's going out and because there's so many matches and everybody has to you have to use up all your subs so you're running in four subs before half time or by the start of the second half so that's that's really important as well um, in our group we would have had Ballyhill Sharmocks out on Saturday morning um, and they were a lovely team really nice team very even um, nobody actually stood out but they all had the fundamentals so well being able to rise the ball hit it left hit it right and lovely running off the ball like worked really well um, just really went well all together um, and I think they won it out in the end as far as I know against Thomastown in the Division 2 um, they did that was on today in uh, Hogan's Town I'm trying to actually find the result of it but um, there's no result up that I can see uh at the minute, I would. I wasn't one bit surprised when I heard mm-hmm. that one because they were just they were they were a lovely, lovely, lovely team, nice and even. Um, and actually, looking at their skill level, I felt maybe you know, maybe they were nearly a Division One team. But you see, you don't know because girls change so quickly at that yeah. age group. Yeah. Like I mean, within the space of a month, it can change very quickly. So, or within a couple of months, like I mean, the difference in between last September and now. A girl could have grown by about four or five inches and gotten that bit stronger. So you just don't know. So like, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant on that level. No, it certainly was. Well, we had two fantastic games in Thomastown, the Division 3 final. You wouldn't think it was actually the Division 3 final uh, with the skill level that was going on in this. But our producer here beside me is very happy because St. Martins came away with a victory against Carrick Shock in what was another outstanding game of Camogie. Uh, St. Martins... Uh, they they had a lot of possession in the first half um, down at the dressing room goal and they weren't converting it and they were playing with the breeze as well and we were kind of fearful that Carrick Shock was going to come back into the game uh, maybe take and utilise the breeze a small little bit but St Martin's in the second half just uh, wow like they were phenomenal and they always say goals win games well it certainly did because they scored uh, four of them in the second half in total uh, I think it was so it was a it was a good day for St Martin's all round and you'd know uh, a lot of the players as well because we've had uh, a few of them on the the under sixteen team as well um, that has been played over the last number of weeks. So yep. Shona Ran would have been placed in yep. the under sixteen A panel. Um, then was it surprising because she plays back with the county and yet she was playing full forward today. Mm, but sure, listen. That's 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 at that age group. You could play anywhere. Oh, yeah, they're versatile. Very yeah. versatile as well. Um, and then, of course, you'd have a lot of the girls would be involved with, uh, under fourteen uh, panels as well, development panels as well. So, like, I mean, it's it's always it's always great to see. And like, I mean, Carrickshock and Saint Martin's two very tough. As in, they would have a reputation of being physically physical teams. Like, they would they they don't leave anything behind it on the pitch and they empty the tank out there. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, that has been the case all the way underage. But there's great work being done at clubs and that's the important thing is to keep players playing. And I suppose this 15 group is very important because this is the fall off of players is at under 15 yes. in that transition. So like, I mean, as a result of this, you're hoping that the fail will encourage girls to stay playing because last year we would have won Division 2. And I think as a result of that, all of our girls have stayed playing this year with under 16 and it just keeps bringing girls on and it gives them something to build towards. Now the thing is everything open opens wide again when we have the under 16 championship starting in the end of July beginning in August so that could all change again. You never know. Yeah. And then um, in the other one we had Dean's Fort and Wine Gap so like I mean they're two. Wow. As I said because I, I got to do now herself here beside me got to present to St. Martin's and I think it's the first time actually that she had the opportunity um, to present to her own team. I think I've done it twice in my term uh, before as chair with uh, Sleeve Rue. Not too many times it's been done but the Danes Fort and Wine Gap game oh my God what a fantastic game of Camogie it was. The skill level was unbelievable from both teams. The first half was outstanding. We got to see snippets of it. Um, the second half, we got to see the whole lot in full. Danes Ford left everything out on the field. And apart from Jenny Saunders in the wine gap goal, Danes Ford would have been crowned champions because oh, she's fabulous. She's she very good pulled goalie. off three phenomenal saves in the second half that if anyone else was probably on the goal they would have been sure goals for Danes Ford. Phenomenal um, outfit altogether. Well coached. I have to say um, that uh, Kira O'Shea played very well for Wine Gap. Um, Quiva Power played very well uh, and so too did uh, what was the girl she was a centre back Una Kennedy yeah that's Ali Kennedy's younger sister yeah very very well like it was like as if the whole of the spine um, was well able to hurl um, and play and the rest of the girls around him then they were bringing him into it um, and they were very 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 well coached and now it looked for a while that they could lose it in the end they had a big lead going in Dane Ford kept pitching away at it um, but Shauna, Murf, or Shauna Manny really impressed me uh, wing forward for uh, Danes Ford she was exceptional um, and so too was uh, Taylor Rafter the number six that I was uh, keeping an eye on as well now everyone on the team the, the, everyone played very very well but they just stood out but but that's heartbreak for Danes Ford because they, they got beaten in the Division 2 final last year by us and now to be beaten again this year in the Division 1 but they've come up a division yeah so on that level they've made progress but like I mean great work being done out in Danes Ford at underage level like I mean they're getting two finals and I'm sure it's only a matter of time before they start making the big breakthrough and start winning those finals um, it just takes time and Wine Gap like I mean it's a small parish down there the, like I mean they nearly got hit on Saturday night for saying they're for calling them small but <laughs> well not, I suppose not as small I suppose geographically it's quite big but they are small enough like in terms I, I of other clubs going yeah. around and yeah yeah, I suppose it's just geographically from the, the levels that are there but like I mean look they're doing great work and then like I mean it's to keep those girls playing that's the key thing but you know something that poor Dean's Ford I mean you might as well get bet by 10 points is get bet by a point whether it's a fail of final and all-earned final and all-earned semi-final whatever it is a point victory is the worst it'd make you feel sick wouldn't it sick you couldn't and you I know we've been on the end of a lot of them so we have uh, yeah no I, I couldn't I couldn't that would that, that would it, it, 
especially at that age group they take it very much to heart like I mean it is There was a lot of tears I can tell yeah, you for the yeah. first, Like I mean that's two years in the road for Dane's Ford but like I mean they, they, look their day will come it will and I said that because I actually got to do the, the presentation for him um, as well today and I said the exact same thing to them that they will be there in the future like they are so well coached you know they never died they left everything out on the pitch they wore their heart on their sleeves and they made Liz Dempsey work for it both teams did I have to say um, it was well refereed a phenomenal uh, refereeing um, but like imagine display that, and but yeah but imagine them getting the experience of having an All-Ireland I just, I, that's what an All-Ireland well, yeah. referee refereeing in a fail of final what more could you ask for in Thomastown with a stand there and everything else and just even the, the atmosphere of it and atmosphere was unreal apart from the jackass that was roaring and shouting at those, time you get those ever we felt like going over and telling him to shut up like uh, we could have found him where he was I think I did tell one fella on the sideline to shut up he was coming out of the, and almost near the about 10 to 15 metres in and he roaring and he pointing at his wrist time ref time ref like and I, I just can't stand that but anyway um, the girls themselves it was phenomenal it was a great final it was a great advert um, and it's one of the most enjoyable game of camogies that I have ever 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 seen in the last while and that's saying a lot but it was fantastic and I think what it is is at that age there's no how could I say it there's no ego there's no nothing they just want to play correct they want to have fun and they want and to play yeah. But, yeah, but they want to win as well there's no point in saying they don't they want to win and they want to play but there's no politics there's no tactics it's go out and hell for letter and and none of this sweep or crap or <laughs> nothing anything to 15 and don't 50 get and full now. stop now and but it was, it's just brilliant and I always think it's one of the best weekends um, like I mean it just it shows us if you ever have your doubts and you're having a bad day and we all have bad days when it comes to Komogi but when you go to something like that or see all those girls play and you sort of take a step back and go you know what this is what it's all about this is why we get so involved this is why we're so passionate about it it's about seeing those girls seeing the likes of St Martins getting their cup and, and being delighted and the likes of Wine Gap getting their cup and, and stepping up and you see the heartbreak and you see the joy but at the end of the day it's about taking part it's and sport like, at the end of the day too there has to be a great. winner there has to be a runner up and yeah well, and you know what as I said for my filler days the year that we lost to Killa and we lost to Killa by a point in that semi-final it still says with me I I'm, I'm, I, it's, I nearly get upset about the whole bloody well thing but the thing is we learned from that we had two options in life and that was that if you lose a match you either have to learn from it and move forward and not make the same mistakes again now that day the mistake was I was playing full forward and I hit pass the ball to the wrong person in my head but think, the producer thinks that you're a bad loser one way or another anyway oh I'd be fierce oh she I am fierce I, I actually I I, I, it's, I take it very much to heart I, 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 I just I'd say keep away from it for about 24 hours or so Well I do know the All-Ireland final now was bad like and everyone did leave you alone to a certain degree <laughs> like because we kind of knew um, even coming off the field that day that it wasn't going to be pleasant I know but I think it's just I'd hate to think that I But that's your personality Yeah though, but you see fairness. the thing is right when you're wearing a jersey whether it's club or county and especially even club even more so you're representing your club and that's really important and I'd hate to think that you'd be letting down your club and your club is your people your parish your family your friends and all of those girls that you're playing with are all the people that you would have grown up with and you'd hate to think that you could have been the cause of letting them down anyway I think that's with me and when I'm a mentor now it's even worse because I'm going it's way easier when you're on the pitch like you're playing 
right? But on the mentor, should you have done something on the side? On the play, on the, on the field to play, all you can do is the ball in front of you, mm-hmm. right? But if you're a mentor on the sideline, you're always wondering, should we have done this? Should we have done that? And and you just always, it's very, obje- you know, subjective because it's your own, it's a personal opinion. So just because I might think, right, somebody else might see it a completely different way. Yeah. And really, you're trying to do your best for those girls on the pitch, but really you can't do anything because you can't go out there and play for them. No, but it's like everything else at the end of the day, you can only do so much, but when they go out over the whitewash themselves, it's all down to them. And you know yourself, look plays a huge part in it. Um, you know, it can happen at any stage, a bad bounce of a ball, a, a bad refereeing decision that anyone might see. Or Sometimes you know. I think though you do make a little bit of your own look too. Well, you always say that to me, yeah. Because you do make your own look. I do firmly believe is that if things are going wrong, you have to find it within yourself somewhere down, deep down in the boots to go change. Change what you're doing. Change the attitude. It's never too late and never give up. Do you know what that kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it, That's just my own taking it. But like, I mean, at that age group, under 14, under 15, your heart goes out to them. It, it's like the end of the world. But like, I mean, in a couple of days' time, they're going to be out in the summer leagues and before you know it, girls will be back in with their county panels and some will be playing in the under 14s, which are starting on Wednesday night. So like, I mean, it's all... You know, once you get back to the next match and get back to the field for the next train. Uh, yeah, but the banter and the bragging rights then for the couple of days, like when you go in, like that you are a failed champion, you know, and you can just give it and, I don't know, maybe, am I wrong? Jesus, she's <laughs> giving me some, she's giving me some look over there now. If I tell no, you when yeah, it looks cocaine. Well, well, you know, you never do bragging rights. You never do bragging rights. What you would do though, what you probably would say is that you're there at the top and everybody wants to knock you off your pedestal. You know, that's the way I'd be thinking is that, okay, you've won and you've done it, but now you're at the top and they all want to take your spot. I can see a book coming here shortly, <laughs> you know that? I don't know about a book. I wouldn't sell many copies, I'd say. But you get where I'm coming from is I that do, the yeah. minute you're at the top, there's only one place you can go. You either stay at the top or else you go back down. Mm, and sometimes it can be a huge fall down as well. But sure, that's all part of life. And like, I mean, the thing is, we can't be like, sport is like life. You have to learn. You have to take the good with the bad. If you do lose... You have to acknowledge it. Okay, I've lost. This is what happened in sports. Now we have to be ready to take on the next step. And like, I mean, it's important that it's really important to learn how to lose. But you know what? Sometimes it's even important to learn how to win too because the fear of winning can stop people from winning as well. And like, I mean, that's why at that age group there is no fear. It's just go out and hurl. It's only in the next few years once they start playing under 16, 17, 18 from there on. That's where by the whole external factors come into play and they start thinking and overanalyzing stuff and all the rest of it. But what you want to do, go out and hurl and enjoy it. And I say long may the fail continue because it's a brilliant competition. Exactly. Well, I think it will and we're certainly going to be looking for forward to uh, Wine Gap going forward to represent us in the National Fela and of course Dan Martins and Bally Hale will be going to the Regional Felas then as well and everyone is going to enjoy that and you never know a bit of silverware might be coming back to Kilkenny and talking about silverware. Uh, we know that the minor medal presentation still has to come uh, later on uh, this year as well 
But we did have eventually the medal presentation from the 2020 All-Ireland Final win and the 2021 National League Final last Saturday evening in the Spring Hill Court Hotel. It was a very well um, attended event. It was great to be able just to get glammed up, uh, go out, enjoy ourselves. I know you and I had the privilege of emceeing the event, which was truly an honour for me anyway, and I'd say it was for yourself as well to be in the company. We had the Uchtaron, Hilda Breslin, down uh, with us. Uh, we had other guests as well. Fidel Astarty, the county council chair, was there with us, and so too was Pat Murphy, the co-op uh, chairman of Glanby, of course, who was our main uh, sponsor for the county teams in Kilkenny, but it was a fantastic night. Fantastic night, but uh, as I said, and <laughs> it came out completely wrong, <laughs> I said, I really don't recognise the girls with their clothes on. And I meant <laughs> that I didn't recognise them. It's really hard to, when they look glammed up, yeah, yeah. people look completely different. And you're so used to seeing them with their helmet, with their hurl, in their gear. I know what you it, mean. And I was like going, and I was double checking to see, and somebody would say hello. And I go, oh, hello. And I, I actually didn't even say names because I was going, and I had to double check, especially. Do the, I know you? Like, yeah, it was like, yeah. like Tiffy and Steph Fitzgerald went past one stage and it wasn't until. Oh my God, they were so alike the other but night. It wasn't it. until you said, uh, they, they were called up and I recognised then by the dresses. Yeah. Um, and at that stage, as I said, I said. Well, I know Lillian and Trees and Theresa H and Trees A, because obviously we have two Trees as in the county executive, uh, was looking around to see who's here and they were calling out names and you were looking down around the room to see who was there and I'm like Jesus I don't know none of these without the helmet on them you know it, it's actually you just can know exactly who they are when they're wearing a helmet and the whole lot but like that uh, with you like, it's unreal yeah but you normally see them in tracksuits and, and, and runners or whatever and the hoodie and all the rest so like but I think the girls seem to enjoy it I'd say they needed that bit of downtime down yeah. I suppose it would be lovely if it could have been sooner because it felt like like it's it's, it's, but like it's nearly two years, years like you yeah. know and, and it was nice to, to, to that they got there it's nice to acknowledge it especially because we couldn't with COVID and the whole lot but it was a a spectacle it was brilliant it was great crack it was great fun a lot of pressure I can tell you one thing I know I was so stressed out and I down at a laptop trying to write out all the different things and the next thing this bell is going outside to call him in for dinner and I'm like would you just ever go and beep uh, away from me like instead (laughs) of getting them in here but it it worked out a treat it worked out a treat and you know it was lovely um just even to see the girls and I think actually what I noticed is that they probably needed a bit of catch up time as well yeah like I mean some of the girls aren't back in with the panel some are um, I suppose it's just even to have time to talk to each other and because in training as you know yourself you might be talking to each other but you're rushing you're racing you have to come in from work then you're leaving maybe to go might have to go to the physio or do whatever and you're or you're trying to get home to get some decent sleep mm-hmm. They actually don't get that much time to actually sit down and chat together and have a crack. You don't have crack. much day downtime or anything like to sit down together or, you know, even go out or... I but mean, sure, you could say that for anybody that's involved in Camogie. You actually yeah. don't have time to sit down and have the, the crack and have the chat and, and the laughs and, and, and That's and why that. the events are great that you can just go, you can sit down over dinner, have a few bevies or whatever and have a bit of crack in the whole lot. I mean, I know Willie Dempsey was the photographer that night who took some amazing shots, by the way. If anyone is looking for them, go to Willie um, and he'll sort you out with them. I know the banter we had with Willie like was unbelievable. Some of it is definitely not recordable for a podcast. Now that's definite, but uh, we had great crack that night. It was, it was really now it was a rush because I haven't come back from meet and, and racing it and to town and everything, but it was just lovely. Um, and what I what you could feel is is that there was sort of 
you interviewed Brian Dowling on mm-hmm. the stage and there was a little bit I felt a little bit of steely determination in the way he was talking big time he didn't really want to do the, the speech like to, everyone yeah. else and get up but he did say he would do a question and answer and with a two question limit on it now of course giving me a two question limit is like asking give how many an, peanuts give is you in an a bag inch, like, yeah, no, you know. give him an inch and he'll take a mile says you, I mean, you that, know? that's not going to happen when a microphone is put in front of somebody <laughs> um, but yeah you could see the determination um, in it and even the little the, the montage like the video that we did for them with the, the scores and the winning and himself and Tommy getting up and you know chest pumping one another and falling down on the ground and the whole lot like you could see the determination in his face that Jesus we want to get back there and feel that again for this year While you were interviewing um, interviewing Brian I was looking down at the players and you could actually see and as he was talking and there was heads deadly serious faces on him on, on a good few of them and the heads were nodding and it was like yeah we want to be back here again so I'm hope I, I just do you know you'd always after losing to Cork by the point yeah. and that ticked everybody off and I think actually in one way that could actually stand us in good stead I think it could actually but they are there or thereabouts like as we said could, I think I just have a sneaking feeling everybody's saying you know it's Cork Galway Cork Galway you know and the whole chat is about Cork and Galway I just have a feeling don't underestimate us this year No Well if things went slightly different in the league it could have been Tipperary and Kilkenny this year it wasn't to be but who knows it might be a Tipperary Kilkenny all around final you wouldn't know Oh wouldn't I love it it's been a while since one of them has happened. Oh, I, yeah, that would be really good. Uh. I can see the face. So we're, we're definitely going to have to get horror. <laughs> if that happens, we're going to have a trio of them in Crow Park on commentating Judy that day. But you see, when you're so close to the Tipperary border uh, where we are. Do you miss it, being out on the pitch? Playing? Yeah. Because I know I've asked Angela this several times when she was involved with the senior team and it's like that she pokes every ball on the sideline with them and she would love to be out there again and she said it on numerous times that she would love to be there. Yeah, oh sure, Jeez, we'd all love to be there but I wouldn't, you wouldn't, I, like the way things have changed I feel that at the moment you've, in your life and in your career sports and life you're, you've moved on and that do I miss it? Yeah I miss I miss. I don't necessarily miss it I miss the camaraderie I miss going down to the pitch and, and meeting up with the girls and having the chats and, and, and having the slagging and, and you know we were just even talking I don't remember specific matches or even specific county finals but I remember feelings as in you know what, the t- how I felt when we did this and, and that kind of thing and I like I mean certain matches probably about three matches in my life I can give you blow by blow accounts of because I remember every single and there were three key things like that fail of final would be one of them um, the year we, our Ashburn Cup win and then I would have to say is I can remember the first time I played under 40 or played on the Freshwood Senior Team now the three of those will stay with me for the rest of my life the others sort of mishmash and everything together do I miss it? yeah I do but then again maybe I don't I think I think now it's a completely different animal to how it was when I was playing yeah and that's the, that's the thing would I have loved to be back young again and, and get the oh by god I would and would I do things differently yeah I would definitely there's loads of things I would do differently but like I mean it, it, Camogie has moved on and, and I'm not undervaluing like I mean Angela Downey was ahead of her time when she was playing her dedication what she did and Anne probably as well what they did how they looked after themselves and everything like that they were ahead of their time and I suppose it's only in the in the you know 
the recent years. But like, I mean, if you think about it, if you were to be an intercounty county player at the moment, it's a big undertaking. It's huge, yeah. It's a big commitment. And like, I mean, you have to be slightly mad. I do firmly believe you have to be slightly mad to do it. And if you actually, like, if you ask any of the girls, I'd say if you ask anybody on the senior team, intermediate, any of them, you do have to be mad to be involved. But the rewards are just... Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're great. And they're they're memories. uh, And like, it's the fact that you're, as I keep coming back to, you're representing your parish. You're representing your family. You're representing your club. And then when you play a county, you're representing your county. And I think that's what it all comes down to. It's the GAA and Camogie ethos. It's about... You know, that one club, one parish. and, and It's family. Family. And, and, and as I said to you, with our group that we would have played with, somebody passes, if anybody ever passes away within the family, straight away, you know that those girls that you play with will be the first people that will contact you. Yep, they'll have And they'll back. be at the door in two minutes. Yep. You know? Now I have to say, if I was ever going to war, I'd want to have them on, on my side too because it's God help the other. God help the other. Well, I'd rather against, have them with you than against, against me you, at yeah. your back. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about the club, obviously, um, and all things club related and camaraderie and the whole lot, the Come On Kind presentation night that we have been trying to put on for the last, I don't know how long, since the county final last November. But all of our 45... Uh, recipients will eventually receive their jersey and that night will be Sunday the 1st of May at 7 o'clock in UPMC Nolan Park again for a bit of a a shindig with a bit of grub um, and just for all the players to get together mingle receive their jersey get the photograph um, you'll be there because you're part of our crew now as well and I know Anya is going to be back from our honeymoon as well and hopefully it's going to be a good night and the players will get their just rewards and their uh Acknowledgement, I suppose, for the fantastic achievements that they put in and their uh, individual performances for last year. So I'm looking forward to it. It's sort of apt because we have the All-County League now starting at the weekend. So we're starting into that and the next thing all of a sudden, the following weekend, it's, it's you know, the girls. So you probably this time next year, you could have a completely, you could have the same players, you could have completely different players. It's a new year, a new you crop of players. Yep. You just don't know. So that'll be, um, it'll be a great day and it'll be actually, you know, it's great because the whole idea I thought it was good is that there's players there that are club players that are acknowledged for the way that they've played mm-hmm. and they may not necessarily be inter-county stars or whatever. It doesn't but it's matter. Fa- it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's the fact is they are club players and yep. they have done it for their club and their jersey and there's a, a certain level of pride in that I think more so than anything because you're being acknowledged by your peers. we actually never done um, I suppose uh, I go through the list and see actually how many players were on currently a county team or a former county player like just to see the comparison and to find it out so it's, I must actually do that for the night just to see but um, I, it's rare I'd say I wouldn't say there's that many of the, no, I don't think the so. county girls on it but from like, memory now I mean <laughs> it's going back to last like, November but like I mean it's it's very subjective as in, as in you have to remember these are all the matches that have been on the players that you know and there is something special about lining out with the bunch of people that you've been raised with and you've been to school with and, and, and like I think it's the idea and the concept was brilliant so fair play to you on that one No, oh, well it wasn't just us but it has been a team effort which you're part of the team now <laughs> like you know and we'll have the branding in the whole lot shortly um, to prove that but uh, yes anyway that is it for uh, another Monday evening here in KCLR unless you have something else to just the under 16s 
B wanted to do. Did we not mention that? Sorry, my apologies to Tommy. Yeah, under 16B against delighted. West Delighted. I'm delighted because that bunch of girls, I think it's very hard. They had, you know, they're unfortunate in the first two matches. Um, and I'm delighted they won today because I actually think they were only really settling in together. Um, and delighted they won today against West Smith and they're out against Wexford, I think Linda said. Yeah, Linda it? did mention that yeah. Wexford, yeah, on the uh, the 1st of May. So I, I think, think that's, well. that's brilliant. Delighted for Tommy Farrell and all the rest of the gang there. That's brilliant to see that happening as well. So we, we tried to get Tommy to see would he come on tonight, but we can't actually get him on the phone, which we should have done it a bit earlier. But like everything else, things catch up on us all and we. Exactly. Yeah, but anyway. So next stop is Nola Park on Saturday. It is P. It <laughs> I can't is. wait. And what's more, we might be having a live broadcast from there yet. You never know. That's up to the man, uh, the head of sport here, Ken McGuire, of course. So we'll have to try and see can Ken pull a few strings, you know, like. Nothing major. Like, it's, it, it, like, seriously, an under 60 or a minor team walked into playing before a senior hurling game I just think it's fabulous and I think fair play to Leinster Council for thinking of it it's just such a brilliant well, idea I actually think and I stand corrected on this as well that this could be the first time that a province has had uh, an underage final as a curtain raiser to a Leinster championship but isn't that, isn't that brilliant? It is. It's, and I've, it's just I've said that integration in certain ways is great. This can help promote Camogie and the whole lot and it's the way forward and it's the way it should be and it's the same with the LGFA if they can get it in front of the football games or whatever and everyone should be working together instead of fighting with one another and backbiting and trying to get one up on top of the other one and this is the way we're going to go in the future and it's great and we're going to look forward to it. But for now, Paula Dowling, thank you for joining me as usual. I know you have had a, a busy day as well today. You've been at a, a match. We were at the, the Fela Games as well. Hard to believe that uh, you've only a couple of more weeks with us until Anya is back. Like, well, sure. I think we nearly have to have a trio in here for us. <laughs> no, we'd gang up on you then, Martin. You'd be in trouble altogether. But like, I mean, it's mad. We're now amazing. Do you think I wouldn't be able for it? Hello to Norco Kenny when starting out. Between the sash and the black and amber. Oh, three. And they're producers a little so like I mean it'd be very interesting we're now into I have 25 years experience of keeping <laughs> women quiet on a pitch you know uh, yeah it didn't work on me uh, <laughs> no so think about it next week is the first of May so we have May June that we're straight into the championship with regard mm. to the under 16s in July and we also have the Leinster so the adults championship yeah Leinster's then, yeah. adult championship so really you're talking about the next six to eight weeks and then it's straight into the madness gets even worse yeah be brilliant. We love madness and madness is great but yes indeed anyway we will try this again that is it from ourselves here in the KCLR studio. Don't forget wherever you get your podcast to make sure that you subscribe, download them and it will be available every Tuesday from 9 o'clock onwards um, with ourselves and talking camogie and whatever else is going but uh, hopefully everyone is enjoying the, the podcast that is going out. Don't forget you can always tune in to score Line.ie. Uh, it'll be up on them during the week and on Facebook and through the KCLR 96FM app as well. Hopefully we might be able to talk to you on Saturday. If not, we will be back in studio again next Monday to discuss everything that went on for the last weekend. But from the KCLR studios in Studio 1 here this evening, it's goodbye from myself and Paul until next week. Thank
This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. 